Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and uh, folks, this is going to be a good one today. Uh, Slade Scholes is with us from Brimstone Tavern. We'll get to Slade in just a moment. But uh, before we do that, Renaissance Bank, uh, you know, we're broadcasting live from inside Renaissance Bank here in Alpharetta. And Renaissance Bank has been voted best bank in Georgia by Forbes magazine. I think the reason is because they're big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way. So if that's the kind of bank you're looking for, give them a shot. I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank. Understanding You member FDIC. And as I mentioned, Slade Scholes is with us. He is the owner of Brimstone Tavern. Slade, welcome. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to have you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to shout out Brimstone right now. Uh, I mean, we we were there last night as we taped this thing, this show here on uh, mid-January 2022. We had a big chamber after hours last night and it was awesome great food great time and uh you've got a great place thank you sir yeah but let's uh let's give folks the backstory on brimstone tavern well it's a restaurant that we have like it says in the back of the t-shirts food fun and dancing yep so we're the home of shag atlanta who is a dance club that's been in atlanta for decades Mm -hmm. they do um carolina style dancing so every Saturday between they get there about seven o'clock and they stay till about midnight and they dance the night away. Um, it's a it's a very active, a very active group. They they go to events all across all across the southeast, but we're their home in Atlanta. Oh, that's awesome! Now, and these dancing clubs are they're they're like they're just always looking for places and they're always sticking together. Like you say, they go wherever they can find a place to dance. Right? Well, actually, we there's only four dance floors in Atlanta and we have the largest one. Oh, wow. So. Okay. Okay. So, um, that's every Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the dancing part, right? Let's talk about the food part. That's my favorite part, by the way. Well, the food part is <laughs> my favorite part, yeah. which is why I have Remstone. Um, the food part is in the middle. It's in the tavern area. So we have a pretty eclectic group of things that you can eat anywhere from chicken curry to grilled salmon. We have sandwiches and that kind of thing. Um, we have a chef that changes the menu every two months. He keeps the core 11 to 14 things on there, Mm -hmm. but he puts things out on the menu that are in season or fresh or that, that he feels will be good, good for our menu. Now we were chatting before we came on the air, you were saying there's a difference between good pub food and good food. You want good food. Correct. I love that. So pub food, I mean, a lot of pub food is, is grilled or gr- is um, fr- fried in a, in a fryer. Right. Right. And it's kind of fatty and mm-hmm. whatever. So good food is stuff that's made from scratch. Mm. So if you get the spinach artichoke, tr- spinach artichoke dip ap- appetizer, mm-hmm. we start that with spinach and artichokes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> imagine that, yeah, right? So, yeah. And a lot of things aren't, I mean, we have pub things on our menu, like uh-huh. we have chicken wings and hamburgers and all that kind of thing. 
And generally those are the things that stay because those are the things people want. Sure. But we do have like our fried pickles are made out of pickles that are fried. Mm. Um, they're one of the few fry things you can get. All right. Our salmon starts out as a fish. So we don't buy pieces of salmon. We buy salmon, the whole fish. A whole fish. And when we get it, it's already cleaned, but he, we don't freeze it. It's never been frozen, so we don't freeze it. We just put it in the cooler, and then when somebody orders salmon, our chef pulls the salmon, the fish out, cuts a piece of it out, and cooks it. Oh, wow. That is awesome. So That is awesome. And And one of the things that I heard last night – was you make your own mayonnaise. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty serious about making from scratch. He, there's nothing that we have there that comes out of a can. Yeah. Um, if you order blue cheese dressing, we made it in-house. If you mm. order, it doesn't matter what kind of dressing or sauce or anything that you order, we made it. Now, I will tell you this. The exception to that is ketchup. Mm-hmm. Um, we use ketchup because people have f- familiar th- – you don't want to make ketchup from scratch because people are familiar with different kinds of ketchup. Yeah. So we we do ketchup and yellow mustard for the for the pub food. Mm-hmm. But that's served in the dancing place and in the food and in the game room. Right. The middle place, not a lot of ketchup gets served there because we don't serve a lot of we we do serve hemp some hamburgers, but not that's not the thing there. Right. Now, well, and and I wanted to bring up the good food part because I think people hear the word tavern. Right. And they think pub food, right? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about that. I mean, what you know, why it's so important, even in a, a place that's a tavern with right. with a with a bar, just right. like taverns. Right. Special. Why why is good food so important? Well, because I think people get tired of eating the same thing over and over again. Right. It's the reason that I mean, if you go to a restaurant that is like a chain, there are good things and bad things. It's consistent. You know what it's going to be, right? But it's never – you never go, oh, man, I'm going to go to XYZ because it's – whatever, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You very rarely go to a place – I don't want to use other names because that would probably be bad and I might get sued. But like say – Let's say, call them chain restaurants. We'll go, to a, we'll go to a chain restaurant yeah. and you order the – let's say the chicken curry. You never leave that place and say, oh, my God, that was amazing chicken curry. Mm-hmm. If you leave our place, you go, oh, my God, that was amazing chicken curry. If you get the grilled salmon, you go, oh, my God, that was amazing grilled salmon. Mm-hmm. We just recently had steaks because people asked us to it, ask us for it. Some people say that, I mean, they're specially prepared. They're pretty good. Right. So I think that's one of the things that I wanted to have. I didn't want to have just something that was run of the mill and and you could get at a chain restaurant. Right. But we are in the game room. We have more of a traditional pub food kind of menu. Okay. We're going to have the hamburgers, the grilled chicken sandwiches, and that kind of thing. So, But it's a different piece, right? Yeah. So when you're dancing, if you want to dance, a lot of them come early at 6 o'clock. They they eat in the tavern, Mm -hmm. and then they go next door. But some people come in there at 8 o'clock, and they said, hey, I'm going to get a hamburger. All right. I got it. We have both. Got it. Uh, Slade Skulls is with us, folks. He's the owner of Brimstone Tavern. Now, we've talked about dancing food, and I want to get to fun, but I want to get to fun through the backstory of why you bought Brimstone Tavern. So let's talk about that. So Brimstone Tavern is also the home of Any Two Cards, which is a poker league. It's an entertainment company. So 
it's not gambling because you can win things, but you don't pay to play. There's no entry fee or there, anything like that. So if you want to play poker, you come in, you sit down, there's a tournament director that gives you a number and keeps track of that. And you start out with like 4,000 chips. Mm -hmm. But if you get a beer, you get another 4,000 chips. So it's kind of a, it's just really what people do is go there. They like to play the game and you get to know the people around you. You just talk to them Mm -hmm. and stuff. So it's kind of a way to get to know people in the neighborhood and play a game. And at the end of the day, there's a, every night there's a hundred dollars cash up for grabs. Very few people take the hundred dollars mm-hmm. because you get down to five and everybody goes, hey, I'll just take 20 bucks. So I like to say that any two cards where you're locked in the epic battle for 20 bucks. <laughs> so, so, I love that. So, I mean, and, and that's what happens because really at the end of the night, when people get 20 bucks, some people give it to the server or the t- tournament director or whatever. Sure. So, cause it's really not the $20 you're there for. You're there to have fun, yeah. eat good food, right. good food. Yep. And then have, have a couple beers. I love it. I love it. Now you, um, I guess what, maybe the way to say it is you were, uh, you're a big poker fan and you were a participant and then you got the opportunity to buy the restaurant. Well, how much op- of that story you want to tell? Opportunity is interesting. That's yeah. an impre- interesting thing. So yeah. poker really kind of blew up in 2003 when Chris Moneymaker won the World Series of Poker. It mm-hmm. kind of put Texas Hold'em on the map. Mm-hmm. Very few people have heard of it before. So there was really no place to play in Atlanta. So I started a poker league so that we'd have a place to play. So at one point we had like 55 games a week in restaurants and bars around town. One of the ones we had was in Brimstone. Mm -hmm. So when we first started playing there, the food was good, but it was pub food, but it was good. And we had, you know, it was fun. It's a good place. You know, the prices were reasonable and people like to go there. So we get 30 or 40 people come in there, play poker. But then the pandemic happened. Mm. So as time went on, the quality of the food kind of, you could tell, I mean, there wasn't as much business, so they're kind of cutting costs and that kind of thing. And right. the quality of the food was slipping. So the former owner came in and said, hey, have I got a deal for you? <laughs> so um, I ended up deciding that I would take the mantle of a restaurant owner again for the third time. Um, my wife told me she would shoot me if I got another one after the second one, but I apparently I have, I'm I'm either bulletproof, (laughs) which is not happening or I talked her out of it. Okay. So that's good. That's how I, so that's how we ended up owning Brimstone. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, and you had an interesting, again, before we came on the air folks. So we were chatting and, you were talking about your philosophy of how you run a restaurant. And I thought that was really important in terms of, because that's important to the customer. Ultimately, they may not, they may not know how it's run, but they see the result, right? And you were talking about how it's important to be capitalized well. So first of all, Brimstone's not the only restaurant I own, yeah. not, not the only business I own. Right. I own any two cards, for example. Mm-hmm. Um the key to any business, if you're not going to actively manage it yourself, is to find a person who's in charge of it, who's good at it, mm. who's done it before and been successful. So I hired a really good manager, general manager, mm-hmm. 
And then the two of us sought out a chef mm-hmm. and we didn't want to cook because cooks are cooks. We wanted a chef because we wanted more than just pub food. Right. So ultimately we ended up with our chef who's a 2009 graduate of Cordon Bleu. Mm. And he's the one that has made us a completely scratch kitchen. So if you order something from us, it didn't come out of the freezer, get thawed and dropped in hot grease. We've made it. And he, he puts his heart and soul into every, into every meal we serve, Mm. whether it be, whether it be pub food or regular food. Well, and, and yeah, and, uh, Trust me, folks, the food is fantastic, so you really have to check it out. And we'll tell you where to go here in just a second, how to get there. But um, but one of the things that you were talking about that you think is really important is uh, that restaurants do have ups, ups and downs. And, and it's important to, if you're going to own a restaurant, to be properly capitalized in your business. It's imperative because yeah. – Every like every January and February, industry wide, it's going to be slow. Right. A lot of people just went through Christmas. They spent all their money. They don't want to go out. I mean, they don't have a lot of money to go out with and stuff. So if you're in a slow time, you can't survive that. Then you've got to start cutting corners and skimping on things. We don't have we don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, actually, we're expanding. We're taking the space next door to us because that's where our game room is going to be. That's the, the any two cards is going to move out of the tavern area. Next door, we have a trivia on Thursday. They play right now. They're in the ballroom, but they're going to have a better opportunity to have even a bigger presence Mm. because we're going to have more room. We're going to have pool tables, dart boards. We have dart tournaments. Mm. It's going to be a bigger thing because we have the capital to do that, to improve that. Wow. We've also added a, a, a Naples pizza oven that we came, we got, we ordered it took, took us eight weeks to get it from Italy. Yep. So we have, we're getting a pressure fryer. I'm not really sure what it's for, but t- Tony said he needs it, so I'm going to get him one. Mm-hmm. We have our own ager for our steaks. We have a ager in the back. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and we so, did that during a pandemic. Wow. How many other restaurants did that? I know the answer is very few, if well, I, any. <laughs> I guess my guess would be not very many people were expanding during a pandemic. Right. Right. Uh, Slade Skulls is with us, folks. He is the owner of Brimstone Tavern uh, here in Alpharetta. Uh, so let's let's uh, tie a bow on the fun part of it. So it, they're just like dancing. There's a lot of folks that love poker, and they follow, go around into all these various places around town to play in leagues, right? Describe that. So you go – we have about 40 games a week now. So it doesn't matter if you're in Douglasville at Highlander or if you're Highlander hangar in Douglasville or you were at Twisted Tavern in Buford, you're still in the same league. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the top 200 of our players, then it's not just locked in the Epic battle for 20 bucks. You get to play in in a monthly that the prize is $2,000. Oh, wow. So you can win, you know, a four, a four, a four figure, Paycheck. Mm. So, and if you win that, you can get to the monthly or the annual rather, and that's $10,000. So you can, if you're extremely lucky, well, and, and you have to have some skills. Actually, it's more skill than luck, really. But if you, but if you're lucky, you can, you know, you can win some decent money. I've written one player, John Thompson. I've written him a check, I think, every year for the 14 years we've been in business. 
I write him a check at the annual every year because he cashes. Wow. So he's a very good player. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of very good players. And I, and I think one of the things that any two cards does is it improves the the level or the skill level of the people who play there. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people that play in any two cards and then go play in other tournaments, like pay tournaments, like, it, you know, Harrods and things like right, that. Right, right. Where they, where they use the skills that they learn playing poker with any two cards. And I mean, it, People say, well, it's what you wouldn't be doing this if you were playing for money. Yeah, you would. Yeah. 100% you would. Right. I I used to play professionally. I played a lot. The style and the diff- there's no really difference between what we do at any two cards and what they do at other places. Mm-hmm. So. And if folks want to know more about any two cards, they just go to any two cards.com, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. So if you've got an interest, and, and if, if you want to know more about poker, but you're a beginner, there there's a way to get involved, I assume. Yeah, you get there. You just get there half an hour early. Yeah. And the tournament director will actually give you a lesson. Awesome. So this is how it works out. These are these are two these these cards are painted. These are pretty good ones. These are <laughs> whatever. But I mean that's that's the thing. It's the the whole real objective though is not is not the game. Yeah. The whole objective is to go out and to do something that's entertaining right. amongst friends. Right. Right. And that. Skill is involved. Skill is involved. Or this guy wouldn't win year after year. I mean, that's a that would, that would be a statistical anomaly, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, a big anomaly. Um, well, so you're going to expand. Correct. And uh, what's what's the timetable on that look like? Knowing that, uh, yeah, <laughs> knowing. Well, uh, I mean, let's say it's hard to figure out when construction on anything's going to start and end, right? That's but, correct. Yeah, we have to get permits. You have yeah. to have, there's a, there's a process and we think we're pretty far along in the process, but we don't have a permit yet. Got it. Okay. Okay. But you're going to go from 4,500 square feet. Did I get that right to so, how, how much? Actually, we're going to go from about 7,000 square feet to about 11,000. 7,000 to 11,000. So that's about 50% roughly. Wow. That's big. Yeah. Well, the ballroom is three is three suites. Mm-hmm. The tavern is one suite, and we're getting two more suites. Wow. I was going to ask you whether you do, because of the after hours we were at last night, whether you host events if somebody wanted to have an event. But it sounds like you're so busy, you don't have time. Well, you don't have the ability to, to yeah, do no, that. No, we, we host a lot of events, do actually. You? Yeah. Okay. So we have women's groups that come in in the morning sometimes. We're not open for lunch yet, but we we will be in the next, I would say, three to four weeks. We'll okay. be open for lunch. Um, but we do have a lot of events. So people come into the ball. We don't charge them to to have their event in, in the ballroom. Mm-hmm. And it's it's big. Yeah. It's, you know, about 50, 4,500 square feet. Right. So we have a big place for them to sit in, and we obviously have the ability to serve anything they want. Normally, the big groups just get appetizers, and then they order – things as they go along. Sure. But I mean that we do have a lot of big groups that come in. Um, we have agents of truth is one of our groups that's, that comes quite often. Um, I don't remember all of them. The general manager would know that. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> well, and, uh, a big shout out to her. Um, yes. yeah. So, uh, how many people you think were in that ballroom last night? Just to give you a, give her uh, 183, I think is the people that checked in. Wow. But, it was, but you saw it wasn't it wasn't full though. No, no, so, it was. Yeah, yeah. When, when we have the gold standard band, uh-huh. or when we have big bands like that, we'll have 
I, I, I like, we have to open up the doors to the patio and we make sure that they take up room in the tavern and everything to, to, mm-hmm. because there are limits you have to the number of people you have and we don't want to exceed those. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, uh, dancing food and fun brimstone tavern. Uh, th- this, uh, it's a great place folks. And I really strongly encourage you to check it out. And we got to get to the most important thing at this point, Slade, which is tell, p- tell people how to do that, right? Tell them where to go. Well, go brimstonetavern.com. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way to go. Um, and it's got, it's got the address and the, and the hours, but yeah. So, and inter, uh, probably the easiest way to say it, intersection of Old Alabama Connector and Mansell, right? Yeah, right past, right past the mall. Yeah, right past the mall. Right past the mall. Slade Skulls, folks, owner of Brimstone Tavern. Slade, this has been fun. Anything else you want to add? Well, um, this spring we're going to start serving the beef for my ranch. Oh, that's right. We so, got to we got to talk about that. Yes. So I um I grew up in Wyoming. Yeah. And I bought my family ranch last year. Well, 2020, two years ago, I guess now. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to start serving beef from my ranch in our restaurant. That is awesome. A 650-acre ranch that you bought, and now you get to go back to the homeland, family homeland, right? Well, it's been in my family since 1906. Wow, that's amazing. Um, And let's see, how many restaurants will be able to – Talk about exactly where they source their beef, right? Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> I go. I'm, it gives me a reason to go home every year. Yeah, and then I'll I go to the sales. I'll I'll buy year. I'll buy calves, and mm-hmm. then I'll when they're yearlings, they become beef. Yeah. So I I will know where that animal came from. I know for a fact what it ate because we fed it. So. Yeah. Wow. And so that will we'll start seeing uh, the steaks and beef from those uh, cows on on the tables at brimstone wind when do you think probably late february early march this year yeah. wow that is awesome it's another reason why tony wanted the ager we want to have our own aged beef got it got it okay wow i'm glad you you gave me the heads up because i forgot about that that's a really important part of this story right uh the the way you source uh source beef you know when you when the Customers ask for steak on the menu. You take them seriously. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll go buy a ranch, right? Well, the thing is, is that way you control the hamburger. You know, you know exactly what it came from. It's not just the trash parts. It's, right. It's good parts, too. Right. I love it. BrimstoneTavern.com, folks, for more information. Uh, it's at the corner of Old Alabama Connector and Mansell Road. Easy to find, easy off 400. Um, and we're, we've been... Uh, privileged to be sitting here with Slade Skulls, owner of Brimstone Tavern. Slade, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, sir. I appreciate, appreciate you. Um, hey, folks, just a quick reminder, ANS Culinary Concepts is a great place to do team building. Now, that doesn't sound like those two things go together, but they do. Imagine your team, instead of going out in the woods and breaking ankles and, and arms, that uh, you're standing around a uh, stainless steel table, enjoying each other with maybe a glass of wine and doing uh, uh, seasoning beef and uh, cutting up vegetables and enjoying the output of all that, uh, the outcome of all that. Uh, that's what they do over at AS Culinary, ansculinaryconcepts.com. If you'd like more information 
on that or some of the other things they offer, like corporate catering or Big Green Egg boot camps, call my friend Andrew Traub, 678-336-9196. Tell him we sent you. Or go to asculinaryconcepts.com. And, folks, just a quick reminder, this is show number, I don't know, 425 or something like that for North Fulton Business Radio. And uh, we have kept it going all these years because of great support from our listeners. And we appreciate you. If you are not a subscriber, go to North Fulton Business Radio dot, uh, on your favorite app and you can uh, uh, subscribe to the show. We'd love it if you'd share it and share the show with those uh, who don't know about it because it all it does is help the folks that come on the show and their business. And that's what we're all about at Business Radio X. So for my guest, Slade Skulls, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.